Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Screaming for Progress. First off, I am just going to make an apology to everyone who has been waiting a long time for this uh, this episode to drop. Um, problems with laptops, internet, moving house, jobs, um, just made it a little bit of a difficult one. But we are here, um, it's me, yourself, Stuart Lang, and as always, Liam. Liam, how you doing? Yeah, all right. Um, it feels like it's been years since we actually spoke about a progress show so yeah well it has actually been a while <laughs> since the last one it was something like eight or nine weeks between shows um after chapter 55 alexandra palace um so it has been a little while um if you have subscribed to us then you will know that we also covered chapter 20 um a few weeks ago we did intend to sort of cover the shows from chapter one onwards and all hell broke loose so that's on me that's my bad um we're back in a busy period now we have um chapter 57 takes place this sunday so we thought we'd better get chapter 56 in the books and it was a little bit of a bounce back show in many ways um kind of a fresh start after their big kind of wrestlemania level event uh for want of a better way of putting it um and yeah yeah it was a bit uh it's a bit up and down. What were your thoughts on the show overall before we start going through it? Um, I mean, yeah, it was what it was. Um, obviously, they're probably going to start creating a new sort of storyline or two new. Um, obviously, Pete Dunne is no longer the champion, and it looks like he's with the WWE on various tours for the foreseeable future. So... Obviously, they've got to create new um, challenges for Travis Banks. Um, you know, create new challenges for Tony Storm, who apparently is just better than everyone they can come up with. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, yeah, so a few little surprises along the road, which we'll talk about. But yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the word for this show. I think okay is is pretty pretty fair summary, to be completely honest. Um, we started off with the apparently now face British strong style coming to the ring. Um, no real explanation for this, considering what happened during the events of Chapter Fifty Five. Um, but you know, Pete Dunne came out. I think this was as close to a send off as we're probably getting, although given what's been happening on Twitter after this segment, I think we're probably going to get one more match in progress from Pete Dunne. Um, yeah. yeah, British Strong Style come out. Like I say, they're, they're apparently face now. He, you know, Pete Dunne said that he had commitments and it was going to be the last time we see him for a little while. And he was attacked by Joseph Connors, um, who we've not seen in progress before, which I didn't actually realise until commentary pointed it out. Um, no one cared. I think there was a few people <laughs> forgot who he was. Um, yeah, like. Yeah. No, I mean, I was sort of. I didn't have a clue who he was. Uh, I looked it up. He's a former WCPW champ, and he was in the um, UK Championship, WWE UK Championship, um, which he lost in the quarterfinals to Mark Andrews. Um, they're the only two sort of real accolades I can find him. 
Yeah, that was it. He he was. I, I remember him from the Cruiserweight Classic. He was, I believe, the guy who they made a big deal about having sort of one year. Um, that's kind of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, no one really was that bothered. Um, it probably suggests we're going to get a final match for Pete Dunne out of it. Um, and yeah, British Strong Style now face. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> opening was that. Yeah, opening contest was a sort of three-way tag match between Never Say Die, um, or sorry, no, it was a six-man tag match. Um, yeah, completely misread my notes there. Uh, <laughs> um, so we had Never Say Die and Connor Mills taking on Amari and Aussie Open. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. Actually, I thought it was a really good fun opener. Um, Mark Davis from Aussie Open is an absolute monster. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think Omari <laughs> could be something good if he had a little bit more interesting ring gear. Like, it looks like he's wearing like pre Mark hot pants um, <laughs> for, for ring gear, um, which is not a good thing. Um, and yeah, that had, like Dylan D'Angelo from Never Say Die, I thought was sloppy as shit. Like, every, everything he did was looked disgusting. Um, for for the most part, but yeah, other than that, really good fun. What did you make of the opener? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was it was quite a fun match. Um, Mark Davis, he, you know, his he did a a one handed power bomb at one point. Yeah, which I've I've never seen that before. Like, and it it didn't even look like it was that big of a deal to him. He just sort of grabbed one bloke, powerbombed the other one with one arm, and he's like, yeah, I, I just did that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of the t- two displays of strength from him. Like, the, the finish of the match was like a, a, a powerbomb, a, a, sorry, beg your pardon, a pile driver, where he kind of like just hoisted the guy up from his legs. I think it was on Mills. So he was at, yeah. at, at corner Mills' feet grabbed his ankles and pulled him up by the legs so hard that he was able to pile driver him. Like I I I genuinely swore at that. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like <laughs> And I've I've seen on um I've seen it on Twitter he's done that a few times. Right. So it's it's obviously it wasn't uh, some sort of fluke or spare at the moment thing. It's like he he can legitimately do that to most people, which yeah. is the scary thing. Yeah, that is pretty scary. Um I did see just as a nice touch in this, Mark Davis um was coming out for a match and the door knocked his cap off his head and he actually like behind the back no look caught it. As, I didn't say that. As he made his entrance. Yeah, go on to his Twitter page and uh <laughs> he, he he's posted that in the last couple of days. Um like it's it's pro- properly properly <laughs> awesome, um. But yeah, um. Amari and Aussie Open get the win. Um. Yeah, I I like this match. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good opener, especially considering that we hadn't really seen any of these guys in progress before. Um. Other than Connor Mills, I believe they were all making their debut. Um. Yeah. So Connor Mills's last match was a bit of a squash match, wasn't it? Really. Yes. Yeah. Um. Which again, fair enough. You need guys like that, but uh, yeah, got a little bit of cult following, and there he was. Um, so yeah, pretty good fun. Um, next match up, we had uh, Strangler Davis versus Timothy Thatcher from Ring Camp. 
um, who came out wearing a, an eye patch. Um, apparently they were saying something that he got into a fight and someone put a cigarette out in his eye. Um, yeah. I don't know how it was legit like the, that is. The day before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's crazy. Um, I, I, honestly, I thought this was boring as hell. Um, <sighs> yeah. The, yeah, I mean, it was it was a bit of a odd end because sort of the ref just basically called the match because Thatcher couldn't see. Um, I don't. It didn't look like that was supposed to be how it ended. Yeah. Um, obviously, the ref sort of using his better judgment and thinking, well, if they carry on, he's going to get like properly hurt. So, yeah, I'll just call this now. Yeah. I mean, I, I did think that if they wanted to get heat on Strangler Davis, I'm assuming they're trying to build him up as one of the top heels in the company now. Oh, with yeah, I'd imagine the, so. With, with the sort of lack that they have at the moment of of sort of big big heels. Um, although we will get to that, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like he probably should have gone right after the the eye for for me. Like yeah. he should have straight after. He had, after a, he had it. a few little moments um, um, where sort of you know ref was turned. He gave him a little poke in the eye or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, if he if he really wanted to sort of make himself the big hill, it should have been more. Yeah, I wouldn't say more brutal, but sort of go after it a bit more and really play on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, we had we had um Strangler Davis win this match. Ugh, I I don't want to talk about it anymore to be honest. Um <laughs> it it bored me. It was proper mat-based grappling, which it's fine in its place, but really um I, I kind of wanted something a little bit more exciting. Um yeah. thankfully we got that in the next the next match, which was um the grizzled young veterans of Zach Gibson and James Drake taking on CCK for the tag team titles. Um, unfortunately, Kid Lycos still carrying his injury, so uh, he was out. It was declared a non-title match, and Jimmy Havoc came out to replace Kid Lycos. I think it's a little bit of a strange choice given the whole the whole show. Um, we see Jimmy yeah. Havoc a bit later on, so I feel like there probably could have been a better choice here. Um, obviously Travis Banks would have been the go-to in CCK but um, he obviously had his title match later on but yeah I'm not a fan of Jimmy Havoc being the replacement for reasons that we will get to with that said it was pretty good fun otherwise um, it was it was a decent enough match some sick fucking goth tag moves um, a few good spots there was a bit of fun where Jimmy Havoc put on Kid Lycos mask for a little while um to do some of these tag moves um yeah it was good it was good fun um and i actually think the the right call in having uh, the grizzled young veterans winning this match i don't feel like they'd have won the titles um on a like uh, on a healthy like austin brooks so i like the fact that havoc took the pin and they got a they got a victory here um but yeah what what were your thoughts uh yeah it was yeah, it was it was a good match. Um, I think they probably knew going in that Lycos wasn't a hundred percent anyway. So yeah. obviously they'd had some preparation time. Um, Jimmy Havoc doing his usual just in the eye, um, which is when he does it for some reason it's just funny. Um, yeah, I I do like um, Drake and Gibson as a tag team. Yeah. Um, I think they've they're starting to 
really get a good tandem going. Um, as much as I like um, CCK, um, with the whole thing with Lycos being injured, I don't think they should have even dangled the tag title match there. Um, it was a bit of a weird call. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, that's wrestling. Yeah, that is wrestling. Um, so yeah, it looks like we're going to see these guys again. Um, obviously, they've got a perfectly adequate um, reason to shout for a rematch. So one for the title. So um, yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get that pretty soon. I can't remember if that's one of the matches they've announced for fifty seven or not. Um, that's uh, that's how well I've done my research on this one, folks. Um, but yeah, next up, the Progress Atlas Championship at Chapter 55. We saw Wolfgang come out and um, sort of make his presence known that he was going to be challenging Walter for the, the Atlas Championship. And we got some big lads wrestling. Um, I'll let you take this one. What did you What did you think of this? And I think my internet's packed in again. Uh, let me just go and fetch Liam for you guys. Two seconds. <laughs> okay, so we are back. It wouldn't be a live show without a little bit of technical difficulties. Um, thankfully, it seemed to be Liam's internet rather than mine. So that is a relief. But we are back and we are talking about the Atlas Championship. So, Liam, um, I'll let you cover this. Um, what did you make of the big lads wrestling? Um, well, it was... I mean, Walter was, sorry, Voltart was, you know, his usual powerful technical self. Um, didn't really see a great deal of Wolfgang, if I'm honest. Um, I was expecting for how he came out in 55 and, you know, the run up to it to be a bit more of a sort of closer contest, but it, I don't think it really was. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a weird one. Um, I thought that it really picked up in the last couple of minutes. Um, I thought it looked great. Like um, Wolfgang does, um, like this m mad swanton over the top rope. Um, like he he's a pretty aerial big guy. Um, seen him do it in the likes of ICW. Like it's just insane to see. Um, and and yeah, it was. Uh, I, th I thought it was pretty good. Like it was a kind of typical big man match. Um, Walter, Walter, sorry, <laughs> getting the power bomb was really <laughs> impressive. Um, yeah. And yeah, like I, I like, I like that he's found a, uh, he's found a good niche here. I think he's probably going to be sort of atop the the Atlas Mountain for a little while. Um, I'd like to see another match with Matt Riddle at some point. Um, I'd actually, I'd really like to see Keith Lee as well. I'd like to see him take on yeah. Keith Lee. Um, so, yeah, plenty of good matches for Volter still have. Um, although, yeah, I, I actually believe that it's Ringcamp that are getting the next shot at the tag titles um, at this point. So um, that is pretty interesting that we're not getting another Atlas match at the next chapter. So a bit disappointing there. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe it was sort of lack of someone to book um, for it. So they just thought, yeah, we'll give him a tag title shot. Like, maybe they'll even win it. Who knows? You never know. That would be good. Walter no, is a double champion. Yeah, I can't think there has been a double champion in progress history, so that would be that would be something. <laughs> now, the next match was um, was 
pretty pretty good fun. I, I keep saying good fun, like um, I'm the I'm the anti Damien Dunn. Legitimately made me laugh. I have to say. Yeah, uh, this was really good fun. So we had the newly face um, Mustache Mountain. Uh, taking on the newly formed team of Sexy Star. Now, that is a nice nod to the AAA Luch Underground star, uh, Sexy Star, um, who obviously has made headlines recently for going completely fucking crazy and trying to break her opponent's arm. Um, they did play off of that in this match um, at, at a couple of points. Um, yeah, it's it, this was fun. <laughs> like I'll let you, I'll let you say a few of your, uh, a few of your favourite moments of it. But yeah, um, yeah. So there was sort of the first tag that David Starr Jack Sexsmith made was via a kiss, which is no, you know Jack Sexsmith, so you know yeah. that's <laughs> his thing anyway. Um, and then Tyler Bate and Trent Seven went to tag, and Trent sort of kept sort of puckering up for it and Tyler was going oh no I'm not doing that and mm. you know not in any sort of homophobic way I just think he thought it was a bit odd but yeah. just it was it was more Trent's face that got me just when he did it just made me laugh um, well that's you know, they're, they're meant then, to be men aren't they they're, they're old fashioned gents Mustache yeah, mountain art, yeah. so they're 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 not. Uh, you know, it's it's got nothing to do with homophobia, homophobia <laughs> or anything like that. I think it's it's more of a men don't kiss men sort of way. You know, this is a <laughs> this is a wrestling ring for fighting. Being, being how they are, yeah. Um, sort of, um, and then Jack Sexsmith thought it would be a good idea to try and knife head chop Trent Seven, which yeah. seeing the size difference didn't really work. Um, and then one back, and yeah, he was out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I I like this match. I like that we got a a sort of new direction from Mustache Mountain. Um, they got the win with a a burning hammer, and then a Tyler Driver ninety seven on David Starr. So yeah, it was it was. Cool, yeah. I mean, it was it was a nice. It was. I think it went longer than the title match, the tag title match as well. Um, so we got plenty of time. There was a lot of fun in the the beginning of it, a lot of nonsense before it sort of kicked into being a serious match. But it's more the the aftermath of this one that's that's worth talking yes. about, um, because we had uh, Mark Haskins' music come on, and the the ever wonderful Vicky Haskins. Uh, coming out with a extremely spiky baseball bat. Um, it looked like the dude from Slipknot had been on the Atkins diet, um, and and came out with a uh, with Mark um, or Mark attacked from from the back when he went to uh, attack Jack Sexsmith and David Starr, um, and then Jimmy Havoc came out and he took the bat. He hit Sexsmith with it. Um, I don't really like the the bat thing, to be honest. Like it looked like it would legitimately kill someone. It looked like something out of fucking yeah. Flash Gordon. Uh, so you know, <laughs> it's it's. I'd almost say it's a stupider idea than like the baseball bat. The, the sorry, not the baseball bat. The sledgehammer, or or the axe. You know, I think it's on par with the axe that they would carry around. Yeah. You know, like I mean, at least if you've got like a bat wrapped in barbed wire, it's they can like blunt the barbed wire a bit and 
you know, it's got a bit of give with a spike. That's it's yeah. gonna well, even, properly hurt someone. E- yeah, even if they're gimmicked, you know, like they need to be real or they're not doing it. You know, like Jack Sexsmith should have looked like a pincushion after being hit with that. Um, and then yeah, David, there wasn't a cut on him. You know, there wasn't a mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I just think that if you're going to do these sort of crazy weapons, you need to actually kind of go all out. You know, I've seen guys in CZW getting hit with weed whackers. Like, I'm not saying they need to go to that extreme. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want them actually getting properly hurt. But CCW is basically murder wrestling, though. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is. It's a shame because there is actually so much good wrestling to be seen in CZW but every show has to have this sort of like ultra hardcore element to it and you're just thinking well it's maybe a little bit much um if you actually watch czw you kind of realize how ridiculous it is that jimmy havoc won tournament of death this year <laughs> like um which they did actually fuck up and commentary i noticed rj singh said that he, he won the 2016 tournament of death um he's wrong so yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I love that Havoc and Haskins are sort of back in together. Um, and yeah, we've got them uh, probably as like the big heel tag team now. Um, and the fact that they're being led by Vicky Haskins as well is a great dynamic. Um, and hopefully we get to see more of her. Uh, what do you reckon of the new the new heel team? Um, I don't know, because like, I've seen, you know, we've obviously we've seen... Jimmy Havoc as a heel, and I've not seen too much of Haskins as a heel. Um, I don't know if it really works for him properly. Um, you know, maybe I'll be wrong and he'll be awesome at it and there'll be a great heel tag team, you know, but at the moment I can't, I'm having trouble sort of picturing it properly. Okay. Oh, that's fair enough. I mean, <laughs> it's. Um... Well, I I know that we're both going to be quite happy seeing Vicky come out with them, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see what <laughs> happens there. Big fan. Um, so we then had um, a Progress Women's Championship, which was earned by Charlie Evans at the Revelations of D- Divine Love tournament that they did, um, which we didn't review. It kind of flew completely under the radar. Um, which is strange, you know, a one-night women's tournament should have had a lot of thing about it, but even following progress on social media wasn't really a buzz about the show whatsoever. Um, you know, they could have spoken about it at Chapter 55 a bit more, really pushed it, but it just kind of came off as something that happened. Um, and speaking of something that happened, Charlie Evans, not a challenge for Tony Storm at all. Um, I, I think this almost went too long. Um Dahlia Black on commentary, obviously we're going to see her take on Tony Storm at some point, so yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that she was go- that Tony Storm was going to win, and at no point did I think there was going to be an upset. That's no, you know. it, no, it was well, it was one, it was your typical squash match. Yeah, um, you know Charlie Evans. I'm sure she's. Great and very talented. Um, they've sort of said it in the show that she hasn't been in wrestling for that long. Yeah. Um, and even even so, she just it looked like a mismatch from the get go. So yeah. 
obviously they're saving for saving up for Tony versus Dahlia, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I think that Dahlia needs to get a, a big win in um, because I, I can't see anyone looking like a real a reasonable challenge for Tony Storm right now. Um, so hopefully, they do Unless something. They manage to get maybe like a. Um, Piper Niven or Viper Niven, however yeah. she goes by in progress. Um, you know, I actually watched that match in the May Young Classic, and it was you know a pretty damn good match between them. So, yeah. on the progress show, I reckon that would be probably the show stealer. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, the women's division in ICW is kind of going through a bit of rebuilding at the moment. They're trying someone completely new as champion, so. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do but again I think like Volter with the Atlas Championship I think Tony Storm's destined to hold this belt for a while um, and I think the only thing that will actually force their hand in taking it off of her is her getting signed by the WWE um, to be completely honest um, so yeah Which, yeah. if you go by rumours that's not <laughs> too far away yeah so rumours are just that so it would be would be sad to see but uh yeah, it it was a match that happened, and that's that's what I said at the top. Is it's a very up and down show. Thankfully, we did finish on a high with the world championship on the line between Travis Banks and Keith Lee. Um, this is a rematch. They faced three, four chapters earlier. Um, I believe was it chapter fifty three. Um, I think that Keith Lee Keith Lee actually defeated Travis Banks, so came in nice and confident. Um, you know, this is when uh, Travis Banks like dove onto Keith Lee, who caught him in midair and just crazy shit like that. Um, so yeah, this this was probably my match of the night. I think um, you know, like two chops from Keith Lee, like actually split open Travis Banks' chest. Yeah. Like um, it's just it was just insane. <laughs> like. The, yeah. the, the Keith cr- Lee had for Banks being the champion. Keith Lee had the upper hand for quite a sizable amount of the match as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it, it genuinely looked at points like Travis was in a lot of danger. That's one thing they did better than the women's match. You know, they they really made me believe. Like, hang on, they might put the belt on Keith Lee here. Like, <laughs> they, they, yeah, I, I was wait. I've got to be honest. I was waiting for it. Yeah. I saw Travis Banks, you know, he's one match and done and can he redeem himself and that sort of thing and maybe start off a storyline like that. Yeah. Um, No, he, you know, found a way to win. Yeah. Give it to him. I mean, the Kiwi Crusher that he hit at the end was just nuts. Um, This was a a really good match. I'd like to say probably my... um, my match of the night, I think. Um, It was just the most exciting... Of the evening, I think it was the most sort of investment that I had in any of the the, the segments here. Um, so yeah, I, I think it was pretty uh, pretty good fun, um, which seems to be the word of the show, really, isn't it? I've said that an awful, awful <laughs> yeah. lot. Fun. Um, it was. It was. It was fun. It was good. Um, I'm looking forward to chapter fifty-seven. I think that this is, like I said, it's a proper rebuilding time for for progress. A lot of the guys. Have been taken away um, by you know other companies, WWE, that sort of thing. So they're really needing to find a groove. They I think they relied really heavily on Pete Dunne over the last year or so, um, and I, I just I think it'll be interesting to see who 
takes the next step, like who becomes the guy over the next few months in progress and who we end up seeing next year at Wembley. Um, what was your match of the well, night? They need... Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, they... going back to your point, it was they need a big hill because it seems like when progress has a run of like really good shows, there's always a big hill as champion. Yeah. So like Jimmy Havoc and then Pete Dunne. They have a few, I hate to say not proper champions, but like quite short reigns in between. Yeah. Like where you had your Haskins and Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, so, who knows? Um, but yeah, match of the night is progress title match. Um, honestly, I don't think it had that much competition anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, it was still a good match. Yeah, I mean that that was a it's it's a it was a decent show. It's got me, so it's reminded me about sort of getting getting excited about progress. You know, it's it's a lot of things about it that were just everything I like about the um about the company. You know, even the the Pete Dunn bit at the start where he was sort of like, oh, we attempted murder multiple times and, and just kind of shrugged and the crowd were laughing and like totally invested and it, like it was just such a weird face turn you know it was like i kicked a woman in her broken leg whoops like, like yeah okay um but that's you know that's what we like about pete dunn yeah you know that's why he's so popular at the moment yeah because it, he does horrible things like that but then he's just sort of like yeah fuck it why not <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah that's that's it i mean one thing i would like to see and this may be a little bit controversial i would like to see a little bit less of jim between matches i feel like they could probably start editing that out like it's there's definitely uh, it's definitely too much time between matches like i get it for the live crowd you know, so they can get to get to the bathroom, you know, fill up their drinks, that kind of thing. Um, but I just like for for watching it, like there was one between two of these matches, like I actually went and did my dishes. You know, I had had enough time <laughs> between. I think it was between the like at the intermission. I actually had enough time to go and and do the dishes and didn't miss a minute's action. Uh, yeah, I think that's about. What three after the third match? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, after the third match, yeah. like, it was just. I think it was after the the uh, tag titles. I actually, like, say, went and did my dishes and cleaned my kitchen a little bit and came back and hadn't missed anything. Um, <laughs> I just think they, for the flow of it, like they could cut half an hour out of these shows um, and just make them that bit more bearable. Um, just, just my my opinion um other than that um i did wear my progress hoodie to uh, a gig last night and got two people stop me and ask like you know did i watch chapter 56 yet so and so forth so pretty good people are obviously oh. <laughs> watching people are getting uh people are becoming informed about it so um yeah it's pretty pretty awesome i think um but yeah you got anything else to add about the show um no, I think I'd agree with you about Jim. Like as much as I like Jim himself, yeah. I don't think we we need to see what he's saying. Yeah, like unless you are at, at the show itself. Yeah, exactly. Like I just think it goes on a little bit too much. But uh, speaking of going on a little bit too much, 
we could probably be done here. Um, yeah, so thanks again for listening, everyone. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, pro- at Progress Scream on Twitter. I am out after dark 216 And you can find Liam where? At The Grimfish. Yeah, so if you want to hear our thoughts and musings on life, then, you know, follow us. And, you know, say hello. We might even follow you back if you are as interesting as we clearly are. Otherwise, (laughs) thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you very, very soon for Chapter 57. Peace.